0: Broadcasting from another dimension deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind. <laughs> What up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Shrimp and Friends podcast. <laughs> yeah, woo! <laughs> uh, episode seventy-three. It's a sunny, gorgeous, bright, crispy winter day here in the Go Shrimp National Forest in the Northeast Kingdom of Vermont in the United States of America god bless america we are having fun we got a couple feet of snow out here it's been finally getting pretty cold we had a couple negative 10 degree uh days and nights here a couple uh or a night of you know negative 25 wind chill kind of usual stuff for january We're headed towards February, which is the dead of winter. It's almost already February. Actually, time is kind of whipping by here this winter season. But we got plenty left. Um, And we're having fun, uh, as always, taking sleigh rides out there in the snow. I was pulling the kids around the forest through all the snow-covered trees yesterday and the big sled we've got getting harder and harder as the snow gets deeper. And, uh, you know, Wolfie is, Wolfie is kind of a heavy guy now pulling them through the snow. That's my dad workout right there. That's the old pulling the sled, the dad pulling the sled over the brook and through the snow to over the brook we go. Um, let's see what else we got the 12-week online group workshop, round six, just popped off on Saturday, so I couldn't be more fucking hyped right now. Everybody's in there getting their five-year plans going, their vision of their best life going, their, that dream life, you got to envision your dream life. You know, how many of you have actually sat down and really asked yourself, who the fuck do I want to be in this life? You know, where do I want to be? What do I want to be doing every single day? And who do I want to be doing it with? And once you get that, you got to start engineering a plan of what you can do to get there. You know what I'm saying? And of course, as always, this podcast is here to get you thinking about those things, to get you hyped up, you know, to get those pencils out, to be drawing while you're listening to this podcast and, 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 Having fun, getting loose, getting inspired, getting hyped up, you know, Um, I hope everybody's out there working on their goals each week, you know, that's really what, what I aim to do and we know what we've been doing for a while now and what we're really breaking down and talking about in the workshop. It's super fun to just get in there and and uh, everybody's making intro videos. Get to see everybody's faces. We got a couple blokes over there in the UK. We got uh, a dude out there in Russia. You know what I'm saying? That's the first person in the workshop from Russia. That's pretty fucking cool. We've had Armenia. We've had Australia. Um, really, all over the globe. So um, you know, it's just so amazing that. Technology enables us to get connected and kind of, you know, start to create these real, uh, you know, these real niche personalized uh, forms of education, forms of advanced education, um, you know, that are that are more affordable, more accessible um, than, you know, these big mainstream colleges and whatnot. I mean, everything serves its purpose. And you know we've certainly talked about a lot about that stuff on the podcast, but man, I just love the simplicity of getting in the workshop and just sharing the hype and sharing the assignments and seeing people get busy on those uh on the drawings and 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 building the community in there, building the camaraderie. You know, every time immediately everybody gets in there like, oh my God, everybody's work is so cool. You guys are so cool. Like that's all about the ghost and the destiny of the people that sign up, you know, there's not even an application process for the, for the 12 week online group workshop. It's just, you know, you come, you sign up, you show up, you do the work, boom. So it's really fun to see who trickles in. It's a surprise. It's like Christmas. It's like a birthday. I get in there and then boom, open up all these videos and it's all these cool new people, that are, you know, inspired to, you know, create their a vision of who they want to be and go after it and chase it. That just gets me so fucking hyped up about life. Mm. Like, oh man, like I'm hype on my own and just doing my own thing. But to see other people getting hype off of that and then the hype comes back to me. That's like, oh my God, that's an infinite hyper loop right there. And there's nothing better than that. So... Um, I'm in for a real treat the next 12 weeks and everybody in the workshop is too. And, uh, you know, I'm starting to think about actually doing one after this too. So, you know, this is the winter workshop. Um, there very well might be a spring workshop. Um, I know there was people that wanted to sign up for this one that didn't get to cause it filled up real fast. So um, if you're on the uh, email list for the workshop, um, keep your eyes peeled. I think I'm going to kick out some info about a possible, you know, take the temperature, see who, you know, if there's enough people in there to uh, start to put together um, round seven for the springtime um, and maybe uh, even work out more of like an upfront payment plan. I know some people need a payment plan to get in there and that's one of the things that stop people. So you know, um, rather than waiting till it's, you know, a uh, you know, month before the workshop, maybe if we launch, you know, several months in advance and there's an upfront payment plan, you know, until we get to the beginning of it, you know, maybe that would help some of the people that were a little financially restricted um, be able to sign up too. Because, you know, I'm always trying to make it, you know, viable for me to do, you know, financially, but also try to keep it as, for, for, as affordable as possible because um, I really want this to be accessible for everybody, so um if you're interested in the workshop uh you know email me get on that email list so you can stay up to date because it's just so much fucking fun um getting in there and, and and chopping it up um let's see what else i'm working on some real some more cool new alien drawings i've been continuing on my deep dive my investigations of these alien fucking sightings these ufo encounters Oh, man, there's so I'm actually shocked by how much irrefutable information is out there Um, and how many, you know, reports from military people, from police officers. Um, from really every walk of life, from civilians uh you know from from just everywhere across the world, when you really start to get into it it 's kind of insane that it 's not more of a just fully accepted widely accepted and investigated thing because um, I have no doubt in my mind i mean I, I I always felt intuitionally that you know that the uFO and alien thing was legit, but when you really start to look at the more um, you know, evidence that's out there, the reliable evidence from, from witnesses that, you know, have only things to lose from reporting these things. And a lot of people don't want to talk about it. And then a lot of them are just official reports, um, you know, from, uh, you know, people, you know, even commercial airline pilots and stuff. It It is, it's wild. I mean, a lot of them, uh you know i'm i'm right now listening to the the book that was written in the 50s by the guy who ran project blue book which was the air force investigation in ufo's all the information that came into law enforcement trickled up to project blue book um and this guy who ran it he wrote a book about it and you know a lot of them are attributed to you know weather balloons and um, you know, uh, birds flying and and these things, weird lights reflecting off of uh, you know weather events and things like that. Um, because they actually do very thorough investigations and really lay it out. And uh, uh, but also at the same time, this guy was shocked and how uh, and frustrated with how much the United States government was determined in their belief that UFOs did not exist, therefore they could not exist, therefore they don't exist, right? Like they that was just their line. They're like, find a way to explain this because UFOs don't exist. And there was a number of outstanding cases that he was just like, this is very intriguing. I cannot explain this, you know, because they'll get on, they'll get in with the weather balloon people and they'll be like, they'll figure it all out. They'll be like, okay, was there a balloon in this area? Okay, there was, and that's okay. That's exactly, that's actually what they saw. But then sometimes they just cannot figure out what it possibly could be. And, uh, you know, some of them are just so juicy. And actually, in this episode, which is with my man Chap Masterly, Camp Champ, you know what I'm saying? This guy came all the way from Australia to Ghost Scout training camp, and he won fucking camp, you know? um, I was able to uh, drop a little UFO knowledge of a incredible encounter at a high school in 1966 witnessed in broad daylight by hundreds of people in this town and which was immediately quashed by the military. Um, He didn't even know about this, and this happened right where he grew up. So uh, the link is going to be in the notes for a documentary about that one. It's the Westall UFO incident. It's a really juicy one, and, uh, and I dropped it on Liam here. And it's right where he grew up and he didn't even know about it. So now we got him doing a little UFO investigation. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get him back on here. We're going to hear more about this. We're going to get to the bottom of this shit, people. So I've been, I've been just full blown on my alien deep dive. I've been listening to multiple audiobooks. I'm reading the Betty and Barney Hill book still. The first one that I got, I have another one after that. Um, and I'm working on some more sick alien drawings. So I know a lot of people like my little alien dudes that I put up on Instagram, my little squad of aliens. Um, there's much more of that to come. I'm having fun uh, working on that, working on a sick UFO drawing with some aliens hanging out on it on it right now and uh, i'm gonna get that up this week but uh, i just want to jump on here and get this little podcast up to you recorded this with liam a couple days ago and then uh and then i got another one coming the the kent osborne dream podcast is coming right after that so i'm probably gonna just release that one today as well if i have time to get it out um if not i'll release it tomorrow so Boom, podcasts for your dome piece. Let's kick it over to my man AWOL1 and get into it. Broadcasting live from another dimension. Broadcasting live from another dimension. Broadcasting live from another dimension. dimension. All right, here we are once again with a very special first-time guest, but no stranger, to go scouts we're talking about none other than camp champ chap masterly welcome to the podcast hey man how are you i've not heard that name in a while chap masterly it, so that's right your <laughs> your proper your proper american name yeah that's right yes Nice a- to hear. Yep. AKA Luna Tunes, A.K.A. Liam. And what is your last name? I was trying to remember what your last name was. <laughs> Milner, M I L N A R. That's yeah. right. That sounds familiar. Liam Milner. None other than all right. Yeah. So you were so we were we were we were saying we think you were a year four. You would have been the year four camp champion.
1: Yeah, I think so. Two thousand fifteen.
0: Yeah, two thousand fifteen attended Ghost Scout training camp and uh that's where we became friends. Yeah, that's right. So good. It seems like
1: sort of ages ago, but at the same time, it's super vivid in my memory because obviously I've only been once. So
0: it's sort of something I always yeah go back to for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And as people can tell, you are Australian from your wonderful accent. Yeah, that's right. Australian. <laughs> and you are in Australia now. You live in, uh, you said, in Melbourne somewhere?
1: Yeah, I'm in Melbourne. So like, a little bit north of or northern suburbs of melbourne but yeah pretty pretty close to the city yeah
0: nice nice and we were just chatting about some of the give us the report on the ground there from this you know uh in, incredible natural disaster that's taking place
1: yeah it's um i was actually um, as i was telling you like earlier i was in vietnam and philippines when it all sort of started cracking off and like people knew about it over there so i was like well this is actually um pretty crazy and then yeah coming back here it's it's like been pretty nuts in Melbourne it's had like crazy smoke haze um all over the city it had like I think some of the worst maybe top three worst pollution in the air um in the world um some days last week which is pretty crazy like people in masks and couldn't go outside but it's mainly like rural areas like especially New South Wales it's just like yeah it's crazy fires everywhere um, I think I think today there's still like 60 going in new south wales even though there's been heaps of rain so it's pretty nuts um but yeah like i was telling you earlier it's cool to see all the creative community like and, and just everyone come together to try and like give back and try and like there's been a crazy amount of funds raised to support it so it's kind of super super full-on and shitty but um some yeah some awesome like shit people are doing which is which is cool to see
0: and you said you were doing some art for it or something
1: yeah, so I did. Um, I had this idea before um, at the end of last year because I had like the goal to do ten murals last year with my um, with my wife Benny. Because um, we started, I think the year before doing murals, and we're just like, fuck, this is. We just loved it from that first second, it's so fun. And I was talking to Alex about it, and actually, like people just love murals for some reason. Like people are super like outside of the art community. Just like when I did my first mural, people just who hadn't spoken to me about it. Just for some reason, love super into murals so yeah we had the goal of last year to do 10 and then i'd done nine um when i was still overseas i had the idea to just do one in my backyard with like 10 big bits of wood wow um just to do my number 10 and then with the fires happening and stuff i was like well i, I never really did murals to make like it's not a monetary thing i just love doing it um so i was like we'll we'll sell them off and raise the give all the proceeds towards like the fires and um, yeah, they've all uh, the, the auction's still going as we speak. So it's like a couple of other days, but um, they've all at least got one bid, so they're all going to sell,
0: which is good. But uh, nice, hopefully,
1: nice. some people some people get amongst it and get some like bidding wars going on and get some, get some more cash, which is good. But yeah, it was a fun
0: fun project. Wow, that's cool. So, what gave you the idea to try to do ten murals? Where did that come from? Um, I think it was just I think towards the end of twenty
1: seventeen. Oh no, it must have been eighteen. Yeah, we. I think we did like three like towards the very end of the year and it was just sort of we already had some interest from people and we were like fuck maybe I just I just wanted to do more and I've never been super big on like setting like like exact goals like that um but maybe a bit more since ghost camp actually but um yeah it's like I don't know why exactly but we're like we want to do more that year and we thought maybe 10 would be like a challenge but not too hard either mm-hmm. um, so it wouldn't be like a hindrance on anything else we're doing and like stress us out yeah um, so like if we can do 10 we'll be like super stoked and um yeah we cranked it out at the start of the year and we we're like way ahead and then sort of it stopped for a bit and then i was away and i was like fuck, i haven't done my 10th one uh, but yeah we it, it was a real cool project because it did it like pushed us to do it and we got like we did one in sydney we did one in um, Darwin, which is like right up the very top of Australia, in the middle, it's like um, it's like a four-hour flight from Melbourne, so it's like way across the country. Um, uh, and we did that was probably our like highlight of the of the mural. Yeah, it's like a three-story-high like building on um in Darwin, which is super cool, super fun.
0: Wow, that's cool! And you did that with scaffolding? Um, yeah. Oh, they had like um, because
1: it was this real cool thing they do up there. It's like Darwin Street Art Festival, so they like um. They don't have like heaps of street art a few years ago. So they started doing it, like flying people in and getting people to do massive murals. So they like facilitated all, which is awesome. So we didn't have to organize any of that. And they had like a, um, like a scissor lift. I don't know if you call it the same in America, but it's like, um, it's like a platform. It's like a few meters long, maybe like by a couple meters. And so you have like this full platform, but it just like goes all the way up. Yeah. And that's down. awesome. Wow. That's yeah. cool.
0: That's fancy, dude. Yeah, super fancy. That's sick, and they got all the paint and everything, all the materials. Yeah, they got everything.
1: And, um, he actually, the the dudes up there, like, painted the background as well, like, fully. It was going to be fully orange, like, the background. So, when we got there, that was already painted, which is the best. Because, yeah, yeah, it was corrugated iron, which is, like, so it was, like, bumpy surface, which is. Oh, wow, that's tricky, um, huh? Pretty stressful when we first got there, because I didn't even know. I don't think I knew it was going to be corrugated iron. Oh, wow. uh, but yeah, we worked it out. And it had like a, it actually gave it a pretty sick, like wobbly sort of look when you're from the ground and you like moved along and it like changed because obviously different angles like looking at it. So it's it was pretty cool. Something I like about murals that like you have like heaps of little restrictions which you don't have when you know you're just doing something on the computer. You have like endless possibilities, but murals is kind of restrictive in a good way. Like you have to work around things and and yeah.
0: That's, That's cool. Good. And are you are you are you laying out the like a grid, or are you projecting on? Like, what? How are you doing? How are you translating the sketch to the to the full blown mural? Yeah, that one was um, that
1: was a challenge for sure. Because I I normally just do it, I just do it, like go for it by eye, like and just start. Wow, I, I don't know, but yeah, but that one was like way bigger than anything I'd done, so I sort of needed to try something else. Plus, also with the scissor lift, like. When you're up the top, you can't step right back and check it out, which I would normally be doing. Uh, cause you've only got like a, a meter to step back off the wall. Uh, if you know what I mean, like, cause you're yeah. up high and there's no, yeah, there's no space. So, um, yeah, the guy actually who I did it with, he was like a, I um, I guess he was in like his forties. Um, Dave, this guy from Darwin, he, he had done like some graphing and stuff and like street art shit, like big scale. And he had this app on his phone that you like, I think it's called overlay or something like I think overlay mm-hmm. and yeah, like you take a photo of the space and then you overlay your drawing over top, oh wow, but oh actually, before you do the photo of the space, you put like little bits of tape or like some sort of marker on the wall, right, and then you overlay it and then you can sort of see where, like say I was doing this massive crocodile head, so I could see like oh, you know like the nose. Of the crocodile is like right near that bit of tape and you sort of like can measure it out a little bit by looking at your phone it's it's actually pretty cool it was good yeah so it's like when they do the
0: motion capture and the guy's in the suit with all the fucking ping pong balls on and shit yeah yeah that's right. the same idea right yeah yeah and i think like
1: grafters if because i don't use spray paint but guys use spray paint will just first thing they'll do is just cover the wall in like Little symbols and like just crazy things, like anything that's distinctive. So then they can do the overlay thing and like know, you know, where where they're going instead of using the tape. So yeah, there's heaps of different ways ways to get it get it up there, but it was a challenge for sure.
0: That's cool. Good one. That's awesome. That's awesome. So now, so yeah. you completed that. Do you have a new goal for anything for this year? Uh,
1: yeah, I was thinking about this today, but I haven't I haven't got any settings because it was such a crazy end uh, of the year trying to like uh, being away and then trying to crank out this mural because it took me a long time I definitely want to I don't have a specific but I definitely want to do more painting because it's like reasonably new to me with the murals like painting but um yeah man my wife Benny was saying there's like something about it that's like obviously I love drawing and draw every day but there's something about painting as well that's like I don't know when you're actually in it in the moment like it's Especially on the walls, I don't know, it's super nice, and um, I don't know, it seems right, you know? Do you do any painting, or are you more, like, just pure drawing? Yeah,
0: I haven't done paintings since college, probably, Yeah, yeah but so I really I... do like it, and actually, I just got i am I'm gonna do a mural at a weed dispensary that, um, this oh, kid that I went to school with, uh, is opening up in Maine. So I'm actually going to start uh, working on that pretty soon, which is cool.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Is it going to be like, but you like, you sort of paint when you draw don't you. Cause then you have like, do you sometimes use paint? Like, or is it, like you use like a paint pen sort of thing, do you
0: No, I mean I draw in pencil and ink with a brush usually um yep. and then just color in photoshop um so yeah i haven't yes. really done I did do acrylic paintings in college and really liked that, and I've always kind of wanted to come back yep. to do yep. some original like uh not original but uh you know um like yep. hand colored stuff instead of digital. Um, But more recently, I've been doing uh, more like painterly coloring on the centique. Like, I don't know if you saw those last alien, those little alien dudes that I threw up that are kind of more like texture and light. And so, yeah, I've been uh, practicing those chops more recently like I did. Um, I've been going back and recoloring. I was just telling you, I was, you know, I've been working on all that VizDev for uh, the Netflix and, and Mark's new movie. And uh, I'm going back, I did a a lot of it was just like pencil sketches that I did, and I'm going back in and like digitally coloring them and practicing like my digital painting chops with that. so so Yeah, so that's pretty fun. So yeah, that's getting me like kind of jacked to do some actual like watercolors or actual painting or... So, yeah, for this mural, I'm thinking it'll probably be flat color. I I don't think I'm going to try to tackle, like, a full-blown, like, lit ambiance painting for this mural. But, (laughs) but, but, yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll probably start kind of simple just because it'll be kind of like two walls, I think. so.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I only just got into that with this um, last mural. Like, only the tiny – like, one of them has – like, I did this plant, and it's, like, a little bit of, like, different colors and stuff. But that's not – I still need to learn heaps about that. It's not ever really been my thing. But doing, like, the flat color when you put the black line over top, it's like, oh, so fun. Yeah. You've got this, like, color everywhere, and then putting the black line at the end is just, like, yeah, it's the best. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of scouts that do mural stuff. I know that uh, fucking Dusty Loop just did one in uh, Manhattan or something or in Brooklyn, somewhere in New York yes. City. He just did that cool mural. Yeah, he's good at it. It was like exactly like his drawings. Like it just looked exactly yeah, his style like is perfect for that. It's so graphic yeah. and fun. And like yeah, it's uh, it's so perfect yeah. for that. I'd love to see more of that. Yeah, he did that one on the rock,
1: which is pretty funny. Oh, that one did on, on the that? rock.
0: That's clandestine, dude. Allegedly, allegedly <laughs> he painted on that rock. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. No, yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Dude. I know, I love that. It's so great. cool, man. Uh, yeah. and, and so, you were telling me also that um, you and your wife both got a really cool art related jobs this past year, too, right? Yeah, we did. We've um,
1: started working for AIM, which stands for um, Australian Indigenous Mentoring Experience, um, which is like a non for profit. It's been gone for like, uh, I think, about 20 years uh, down here. It's run by this awesome uh, guy who's the CEO. Jack Manny Bancroft, who just, he's just a sort of a, yeah, he's just got like awesome energy and just started it when he was in like university. He was super young. Um, like he's like 20 or something when he started it. Um, but yeah, he just has super, um, big respect and value for art. So maybe like a, we've been working there full time, uh, the last six months or so, uh, both of us. Um, but it's all from home. So we have our studio set up and stuff to get real, and they're just yeah super supportive of being, being creative and doing our own thing, doing lots of um, heaps of drawings and yeah cool things. So yeah, it's it's been real real good job so far.
0: Yeah. That's awesome, man. That sounds like a total dream job. You just get to apply your skills to like a dope organization and cool creative visuals and stuff. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's so good. It's like, I, I remember when I first started, like, one of the first things I, I did was, like, oh, the, we've got this meeting, like, because they do all, um, all like, everyone's all over Australia, and some people are actually in the States as well, um, and some other places, like, all over the world, people who work there. And um, yeah, so they do, like, Skype calls, or oh, they do it through Zoom, um, but, like, it's all, all meetings and shit are through, like, video conferencing. But, like, yeah, one of my first things I did was just listening into meetings and, like, drawing, like, the minutes. <laughs> So like you know, getting visuals and then like an hour later, sending back like a full coloured like thing of the meeting to like the great like all the staff, so people knew because there's like heaps of visual people who work there. So it's like super um, valued, something people can engage with a bit more than just. Like, that's awesome. You know. That's
0: so fun, making yeah, something yeah, also, that's like super boring into something that's super fun and interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. I remember being
1: like, oh, there's been heaps of moments working here that I'm like, oh, fuck, this is a this is a cool job like yeah there's, there's heaps of moments it's, i look back i've got like a huge stack of drawings i've done in the last year so it's just making me better as well making me way better having to like like i heard you speak about when you're at venture time like having to draw quickly and yeah um, having deadlines and just being like under the pump and like maybe sometimes not being able to perfect it but like that's kind of i don't know it makes you better it makes you faster and just practicing heaps and yeah sharpening your tools
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It it is really fun to have something that fully engages you artistically, like as much as your own work, but then has like a different set of parameters that like you wouldn't necessarily put on yourself and you have to create a problem solve. Like, yeah, I think creative problem solving is a really good thing to, you know, in the right, you know, to get yourself in the in the right situations to do fun creative problem solving is is the best, you know yeah yeah
1: for sure absolutely yeah it's been good yeah just even just the deadline of like sometimes we've been up to sydney and uh, like when you're actually there with everyone like the ceo might be like i really want this by like you know tonight and just to have to crank it out and sort of like i don't know it takes away a lot of like maybe the anxieties inhibitions you have or just like i'm just gonna fucking do it like it's I was just, it's going to get done. And you look back, you're like, actually, that's pretty, that's
0: pretty good. So. Yeah, totally. I found the same thing I'd like, you know, cause I was doing such a volume, you know, I'm doing whatever, yeah. 10, 15 backgrounds a week and you're just like yeah. doing your best with them. And like, you're picking out some that you're going to, you know, knock out of the park and then some that you can, you know, you spend a medium amount of time on and some that you know are simpler and you're kind of going to just hit a, a pass on them and then they're going to go through. And, yes. you know, you'll 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 be in the moment and you'll be going and going and going. And you're like, all right, these are good. These are good. These are good. And then you look back and you're like, oh, wow, this shit was, like, kind of doper than I realized. Like, it's yeah. fun to look back. <laughs> yeah. and, and it is fun to be in a situation where you produce a whole volume of work. And, yeah, there yeah. isn't as much, like, thought about it. They're just like, here you go. Boom. Do it. And you just, like, you just like give it your full attention at that moment. Like, you just, like, brrr, you just blast it. And then yeah. it's, like, <laughs> off to the next, you know. And it's, like, that. it's cool because it does, it's, like, you know, it's, it's just like working out super hard. Like the good, the amount of growth yes. that happens in those situations is exponential. And, you know, I don't like, eventually that pace became less fun for me to do. And like, not as, you know, I, I felt like, okay, now I'm like ready to get back to like doing my freelance stuff and, and, you know, yeah. working at a different pace, but for certain periods of time, that stuff can be really, really fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm super aware of it yeah looking after myself at the same time even though it's like yeah it's it is really exciting like it's like yeah i want to make sure i'm on top of it and also yeah keeping the balance right of my own stuff but like i was telling you earlier they're pretty supportive at aim of like me pushing my own um thing because that's sort of that's where they get the value out of me if i'm still doing my own my own thing and and keeping creative and and expanding that i can i can give them more and do cool shit for them yeah is good
0: Totally. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. If you have to have a boss, you definitely want like a, the coolest boss you can find, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's de- definitely the coolest boss I've ever had, which is good. That's awesome. So, yeah. you, so you were mentioning that you and your wife are recently doing some exciting, adventurous world travels. Yes, for sure. But,
1: um, it's been a little while since we went away, which is cool. Because we've yeah, we've done some big travels in our time. I think hmm Maybe before Ghost Camp. Yeah, we did like a year long trip. Like yeah, I think the year before Ghost Camp. Um but yeah, recently we went to Philippines and Vietnam, like a couple of weeks in each country, which was cool. So um yeah, and the Philippines homeland of Dusty Lupus.
0: Yeah, and is, uh, and, and Danielle Go as well. She's straight up oh, yes. the Philippines. Yes. I was messaging her as well, actually, just before I left.
1: Um, it didn't work out, but I think she was maybe in the in the States because I have never met her, but uh, yeah, yeah, I realized that she's from Philippines. I think she was, she spends a bit of time in the States as well, right?
0: Yeah. 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 Yep. And she was here this summer. And also shout out the first Filipino Go Scout, Tuna Roulette.
1: Oh, wow. I, I <laughs> don't know.
0: <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> he's uh he's what year I guess he was the year before you, maybe Kevin Inceong, year three maybe oh uh, yes, yeah. yeah, I, I think forget I know, it yeah. all blends together, but shout out to roulette, he's out there, he's out there in l a you know, working at the studios and Oh nice. Yeah, he actually so had he's a Filipinos. Yeah, I got to I got to get him on the pod. He he has some funny stories. He was actually working at Cartoon Network and I guess when I had worked there, I I signed I did like my ghostroom signature on my waste bin, like on my trash yeah. bin. And somehow he ended up with that in his cubicle, and he thought it was like a prank. he thought like like I had gone there and like written it like while he was working, like he thought that he thought it was being punked or something, so that was a that was a really funny bit of ghost to me that he ended up with my trash bin wow yeah that's that's actually nuts it's crazy yeah not isn't, isn't that so weird? Yeah. That's, that's nice. exclusive. There's that go shrimp, the go shrimp ghost shrimp trash bin kicking around Cartoon Network. on wonder if still uh, still yeah. there. I thought you were gonna say he like auctioned it off or so, like sold it <laughs> on eBay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he stole yeah. it. Yeah. Nice. That's hilarious. so yeah, so uh so yeah, tell us did you did you have any uh like dangerous or extremely exciting or or breathtakingly beautiful uh you know situations um, on your travels to the Philippines yeah, um definitely Philippines
1: is like a pretty I sort of didn't yeah I, didn't, I I didn't know how to go about it when we were trying to plan it. I was like got like confused like googling it because there's like seven thousand islands, wow in Philippines, I think you could do like a million different trips. It's, right, like, different right. every time. Like, it's pretty crazy. But, um, yeah, we went to this. I think it's reasonably popular, like, island to, like, the west called Palawan. But it's just, like, it's crazy, crazy beautiful there. And I think the best thing we did was um, this place in, it's called Saban. And it has, like, this awesome, like, subterranean cave. Wow. Which was super cool. And they're, like, super, um, you go in and you come, like, kilometers in like underground in this little boat and someone's like a little Filipino guy's just like paddling you through. Oh dude. And they're, they're it's like a, so, it's a water
0: cave? Yeah, yeah. So oh, I think it's, that, that is
1: that's spooky. Yeah, I think its biggest claim to fame is that it's like the longest um nap, like the like longest cave that you can navigate by like all the way through by boat in the world. Wow. So it's like, like I think like ten kilometers or something. So like you know like I can't, I can't remember how far but you can go yeah you can go in one and come out the other end. Holy um,
0: shit that's wicked, Yeah, fucking cool.
1: Yeah it's cool as like and cuz they're like super um uh, I think like catholic over there or christian anyway mm-hmm. in the Philippines like you come into this huge they call it like the cathedral mm-hmm. and it's like fucking massive like way up like you, it's a real low cave and then you come out into this like huge like it's it is like it looks like a fucking church underneath there. Oh shit. And then uh, it's is there like,
0: like a crucified Jesus in there and shit.
1: There is like there's some because like, they point out like every rock and they're like, Oh see that's a monkey and that's like oh that's a dragon and all this stuff. Like every rock has to be something like look like something. Wow. Some were pretty like sketchy, like, uh oh, yeah, I can sort of see that. But then in the cathedral there was literally like a like a Virgin Mary. Like it looked exactly <laughs> exactly like it. Wow. Like way up up of the cathedral, which is pretty um, yeah, pretty cool. um But the best thing, actually, the next day from that place, we we got told to meet this guy called Jungle George. Oh, and uh, Yeah, and he's like, because we want to do a hike, and everyone in town's like, no, nah, you can't do. No, nah, it's just the it's the cave. That's all you can do here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um lots of mountains around. I'm like, surely we can do some sort of hike. And then uh, the guy at our accommodation was like, oh, just go and speak to George. And I'm like, uh like who is he? He's like, i oh, go down the street and you'll you'll find him I'm like what do you mean like what does it look like like who? Like, um, i don't know he's like, he just i think he's so well known that the guy at our accommodation didn't realize that we wouldn't know right who george. Right, right anyway right. he's like i'm like can you text him or something he's like all right i'll text him so this guy george just came the next day at like 6am he's like okay let's go and like took us um took us down and we did a hike just him and we just like walked he was in like thongs like um what do you call flip flops yeah and we were just like walking through the, this like pretty crazy jungle, and he just took us to this like epic um, cave. They like went way down, and he was like helping us climb down into like into this cave, and he's telling us like where to put our feet and like because he's done it so many times, and like where to put our hand. And we just like went down, and there's just like three of us chilling in there. And he's like he'd done like a biology course like when he was younger, like so he knew like everything about all the animals and the plants and shit, and. Knew about Australia because he'd met so many people, and it was just like it was fucking cool. This guy, anyone who goes out, recommend to look up Jungle George. Jungle George, dude, wow, <laughs> yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, we only had a few days left, but if anyone else goes, like he he takes people on like full like expeditions, like for like five days, like takes them out to islands Holy where there's shit. no one else, and like camps out there and get takes rum down on the boat and like drink rum on the beach and camp on the beach, so wow yeah, had George is to.
0: living it up dude he's just the man yeah, in town dude. you're just like you want to have yeah. a good time fucking go find George
1: yeah exactly right and then we worked out his name's not even George it's like it's Joseph but oh, someone wow. said it wrong <laughs> somewhere along the way and he's like oh yeah George like it's just he's, a, he's like in his 50s he looked like super young but he, he, um, he, yeah he lives he lives life, and he only takes people places that he wants to go he, if they want to go somewhere he'd be like uh no nah, I want to Go here today let yeah. <laughs> he just wow. does what he wants but yeah
0: he lives a cool life that's pretty fucking rad that's awesome yeah, yeah. Cave, going in caves is so fun i've been in some cool caves we went in a cool uh cave in bermuda that yeah. was that had water in it and you like walk out along this gangway and you're looking down and there's yeah. like those big like you know stalagmites or stalactites whatever the ones that come up from the ground and they're underwater oh. And you're looking down so, on them and it looks like maybe it's like ten, twenty feet, and they're like, Oh yeah, that's like sixty feet deep. That thing's like the size of like a seven story building or whatever. And you're like, what the fuck? Like it looks like you could just dive right in and like touch the bottom crazy. and it's like super deep. Like that that's so weird. And and on the when we came back from um from, from drove from LA to Vermont, we went to Carlsbad Caverns in New Mexico and that shit is insane. Yeah. It's like the largest space you've ever been in and it's underground and they're just like oh there's like a fucking woolly mammoth that like the skeleton is over there when it fell in and fucking dinosaur times like it's so it's like a time capsule in there it's so fucking cool there's all these animals that have fallen in and like died in the cave and just all these like other it looks like you're on another planet the kind of things that form the form the rock forms that haven't happened in caves was were those in the caves Uh. that you were in yeah, there was
1: just nuts, nuts things. Yeah, and like those um, stalactites or whichever one, either one is like when they say it's like a millimeter every year or whatever mm-hmm. that they like grow. So you, you, you count it up, and it's been there for like however yeah. fucking long. It's, yeah, yeah, so yeah, cool. they're like, so oh, cool. that like was like
0: world. that was like this when Jesus was born. Was like two feet down this <laughs> thing, and you know, you're <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's so crazy. That's yeah, so super cool. cool. Love that. That's awesome. So, what was there any other cool stuff?
1: Um, yeah, there's oh, there's just crazy, beautiful like islands and like yeah. Um, I don't know what you call them, but like rock faces like full coming out of the ocean. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, but actually, one more story. The same place, Sabang, the place we stayed where we met Jungle George. There's this guy. There's this German guy there who like the place was super weird that we stayed at. We got recommended. It was awesome, but um, like it had all these little like hearts around but I didn't look like fully Filipino I was like what's the deal and there was like a white sort of German like young guy served us and seemed like he was from there and then we were having a couple of beers one night and um this like old guy who was like we presumed was the owner came and like sat down he's like oh can I sit with you like yeah and he was Germ- like East German he said he was and he just, like, sat down and told us his whole story without, like, breaking – like, we didn't say anything. He just told us everything. Wow. But he, he came, he came there when he was, like, 20, like, early 20s. He just hated Germany. He hated, like, the whole system. So, he went, to, he went to India first but then ended up in Philippines and he fully, like, lived in, like, the jungle with, like, the Filipino people. Like, walked out into the jungle and found, like, I don't know what you'd call, say, like, a tribe or whatever, like, living off the land like full old school and he just walked out there and lived with them for like a few years and he had like a kid
0: some indigenous tribe and he's just like what's up yeah yeah he just walked in there and he like yeah he
1: he, he, um i think a couple years and i think he was had his partner as well like a girlfriend or something from germany and they like had a kid out there like in the jungle and he's like oh he said okay i had to get like serious because i had a kid now so he became like a rice farmer and he was a rice farmer for like 20 years. And he just every year, it's kind of like um, like, like your place. Like he started, he bought this little plot of land. It was like real beautiful. And he just started like once a year, he would build a hut. And then like he just did it all himself. And then he would save enough money the next year, build another hut. And then like now there's like maybe 10 like different little like places you can sleep and stay there. And people stay like just chill out there. Wow.
0: So and like, then just like hang out with again. him and work on his farm and shit? Yeah. yeah, so you
1: just, yeah, like you, yeah, like you, you pay, um, well, it's more just like accommodation now, like you don't, you just, you know, pay for your bed and you oh, do whatever like you want to do. Or whatever, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, but it, the way it started out, he's just like, yeah, i just, yeah, I just want to make my own little plot. And there's like crazy, there's like monkeys running around and like hornbill, like massive birds and like kingfishers and stuff. It's like super beautiful. And just wow. the, that guy, yeah, he's just never been back to Germany. And yeah, his kids there, um, he's like, probably like my age now like 30 or whatever and he's like he's he's never left philippines but he's like this tall like german looking like white, white guy wow. but he's like filipino so it's, it's super interesting it was super interesting and uh yeah so it's so cool that someone would just be like nah, no, fuck this i'm and going you went to
0: stay as you went and stayed in one of the huts yeah, yeah. Well, we sat in like
1: this. It's called like the apartment, <laughs> but um, it's like where he lives. He actually built like this pretty big house, but it's like in half. Mm-hmm. So the other half he like rents out. And it was like this. Diff- There's like two levels. I don't know how you what what you call it, but it's like all the outside is maybe' like just it just looks like rock, like boulders. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know, it's sort of like the size of maybe like a basketball, but like odd, all odd shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how they actually make it but it was all all the huts was sort of made with that wow. um, but yeah the place is super weird it's just like old like it's clearly like old german books and it had like a balcony with no door on it so you sit out there and there's like monkeys running past and hornbills and shit, <laughs> shit that's crazy uh, dude I, 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 sat out there, I think we stayed there four days and i sat, i worked out i sat on that balcony for like 15 hours i was just chilling out there wow. over the time it was just so nice just to look i had not like binoculars i was just checking out the birds and um, just drawing was the best
0: wow and now did you guys have the whole like did you have your when you traveled you like make a whole itinerary and know what you're gonna do or you just kind of like this place looks cool and then like figure out cool shit to do when you get there uh
1: this one we did like plan a bit more because we had like a little bit shorter time Um, um so we sort of planned it a bit but we still had a little bit of yeah leeway at different different spots like in case we wanted to stay longer but yeah when we went on our like real big trip before ghost camp it was just all like full there's nothing planned like that was that was pretty fun when you like rock up to like a tiny town somewhere in asia or india or something and like just sort of have to find a place that was like half fun like where to stay and if you wanted to stay somewhere longer and that sort of thing but yeah this time because it was like four weeks it's still a long time but we sort of planned it a a little bit more Mm -hmm. so we knew yeah yeah
0: that's tight and how was cambodia i've heard it's super beautiful um well vietnam this time we or no v- that's
1: what i mean vietnam yeah 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 it was awesome it was um we we actually sort of went back to our jobs a little bit while we were there so we had like an apartment in the city and we were like on the computer like doing some doing some work which is pretty cool like ducking oh, some, down at lunch and di- being like
0: dig- some digital nomad style
1: yeah yeah which is cool i've never done that before so i was like oh this is really fucking cool it's like you know just join in vietnam but working a little bit as well which is super nice but it was like hanoi uh, which where we were like the city um it's it's pretty like fucked up place like it's, it's one of my favorite cities it's like so you'd love it there's like so many crazy little details like, like when you're walking around it's like it's just like a nuts place it's like everywhere you look is some cool little like little nook or like some little thing going on or like um, which is awesome but it's like super fucked like polluted like it's pretty it's pretty yeah, crazy yeah first day yeah. we were there like Benny my wife has asthma and she was just like fuck I can't I can't breathe out here this is crazy oh no yeah but then so it's pretty weird to come home and it's sort of like a little bit the same here yeah, with the smoke going on here but um uh, but yeah it was, Hanoi is cool like just yeah you'd have to check it out just like cr- crazy amounts of shit going on there it's like overwhelming good
0: yeah it's cool yeah there is a, there is like a weird perverse like insane beauty in like the like in like just the how crazy cities can be and like over development yeah. and just like the the stories where you look around and just see like human refuse everywhere that stuff has its own intrigue yeah. for sure like
1: oh absolutely yeah yeah
0: for sure it's like it's like everything i like i don't
1: like about the world but it's like it doesn't make it i not like yeah like fascinating it's yeah it's just another reasons. habitat like
0: it's, it really still is just another visually rich habitat it's just totally different yeah yeah there's like you know there's so many there's people doing weird
1: shit like they will just set up like a little like have you had the um, Vietnamese like pork rolls before Do they mm-hmm. have those in the states mm-hmm. yeah there's just like there's be like ladies everywhere just like she just set it up like in the gutter like with a little cooker and like you can get them for like 10 cents or something whatever it wow. is like something I think mean, like not even barely even money, but like they'll just sit up, set up there, and then there's like some guy selling like crazy birds in cages on the next corner, and it's just like, yeah, it's like you're in like a post-apocalyptic movie or something, like you know, yeah. or something like that. Wow, like it's exact, pretty much exactly like that. Yeah, that's so cool.
0: And you were doing some fun drawings of all this stuff, or what? Um, a, a little bit. Um, yeah, I sort of
1: something I started doing after Ghost Camp was like. Um, I did for like a year, like a full year. I did a, a sketchbook where I try and do a page a day with just like the, just whatever, like random shit, or not always random, but just like fill a page with drawings, mm-hmm. um, which was actually the best, probably the best thing I've ever done for my, like, yeah, for my, for my art. Um, but then, yeah, I still do that to this day. Like, not, I'm not as like regimented with it. Like, I don't have to do over much amount, but I always have a book and just like any spare time, just, if, I, if I'm chilling or whatever, or getting a coffee or something, just try and like keep filling pages. And I got really back into it when I was over there. i stopped for a bit and it was just I had so much fun. So it's so good for my for my drawing just to be cranking out stuff without it sort of necessarily need to be anything or for anything. Um, so yeah, that I did I did heaps of that when we were just chilling around in different spots. And yeah, you'll see something and qu- like quickly just give it a draw or, or like something you're thinking about. One of the best things about traveling is you're just thinking, thinking in a different pattern, totally. Different yeah, way. you get
0: that whole different, like, fran- You get that like super fresh vibe, like anything could happen, and like you're encountering yes. all this new input. And yeah, that that like new, new place, vacation, traveling mindset is such a fun thing. That's like really half the fun of traveling, right? Yeah,
1: I think just, yeah, just pulling yourself. We always say, like, pulling yourself out of your, like, little, like, world. And, like, yeah, just even even just change perspective on yourself. And, like, I don't know, maybe less importance, especially someone like that. You just drop in and you're just like, well, like, there's like 10 million people in this city or whatever. Like, you just, you just feel like nothing, like, in a good way. You're just sort of like less stressed about whatever. And just, yeah, you can just draw yeah perspective completely change.
0: And did you get out into the countryside in Vietnam? Yeah, we did a little bit. Like, it was the first
1: place I'd ever been overseas like ten years ago. So I had seen a lots of lots of places, but we went to some places for that reason that maybe we hadn't been, which is cool. There's this place called Trang An, uh, which was kind of touristy, but it was like it was crazy. It was crazy coming from Philippines actually, because they keep it looking like pretty nice in those beautiful places. But Vietnam, it's kind of like. Like, I remember when I went to Halong Bay, like, 10 years ago, which is, um, like, it's, like, the big touristy thing in Vietnam. Like, it's, like, the thing you do because it's, like, crazy beautiful. Like, you go out on a boat and there's, like, you know, cra- crazy cliff forms and stuff. But I remember mm-hmm. just looking out at another boat in front of us and the guy just <laughs> had, like, all the rubbish for the boat and he was just, like, sweeping it into the ocean, like, straight into the ocean. Oh, my gosh. I was, like, I was, like oh, holy shit. <laughs> like, Jesus. Australia is so pretty, like, we're pretty big on, like, I mean, we've got heaps of sh- shitty things about australia but uh, like littering is like a big no-no in australia Like people are not into littering uh-huh. like if you just like but yeah no like we went back this time and like people were just like yeah chucking shit like straight into like the lake in the city or something like if you got a wrapper or something just chuck it straight
0: damn dude. Um, seems so, worse so, yeah, to litter
1: yeah. into water that seems even worse somehow yeah I agree. Like straight, I think that's the thing that they say yeah. here. Like, don't chuck it on the ground because it'll go in the waterways yeah. and end up in the ocean. Yeah. So to put it straight in the ocean is yeah. respect. <laughs> Got to the but yeah, Trang An was a little bit like that. Like it was, you could see it would have been so uh, beautiful at a time. But I think the worst thing about there was that it was so beautiful. But then, that, yeah, obviously some people are struggling and stuff over there. So they're trying to build like little places to say like too fast without like regulation so i think like there's a lot of places that were like half finished and like sort of like it seemed a little bit like a construction site in some places uh, which was kind of weird but like you get out outside of that in this place Chang'e, and there's like temples that are like oh i don't know how long old like over a thousand years old like from these old like vietnamese dynasties yeah um like before it was even called Vietnam Um, and like, yeah, so there's some pretty, like it's, it's, I remember seeing this one, like they called it like the dragon bed and that's like literally what it was. It was like this little like flat um, bit outside of this temple with like all like little statues around it and stuff. And it was for like a dragon to come and like, you know, sit there in the temple, like, like, chill out there and it's like you could so easily imagine like a dragon just flying in Fuck, dude, and chilling. i
0: probably fucking did back in the day dude <laughs> yeah that's right we had to come from somewhere so. holy shit that's awesome that would be so fucking yeah. cool i always think it'd be cool if um if there was like a technology like glasses that you could put on and then like look back okay. through time like you could be like all right let's turn this dial back like brrr, like, turn it back a couple thousand yeah. years and, like, see what – you could just look around and, like, augmented yeah. reality and see all the stuff that was there. And then you could, like, fast forward and see how people, like, built stuff and how stuff developed. Yeah. And that would be so fucking rad. Like, yeah. It's,
1: like, um, yeah, my, always my favorite Simpsons episode was that one where, like, Lisa, um, she has the tooth. And it's, like, one of the Halloween specials. And she, like – it gets, like, shocked with lightning or something. And then the, a little civilization, like, starts in the tooth. Oh, that's Do you remember hilarious.
0: that one? I don't know if I saw yeah. that.
1: But every time she like, she like gets a magnifying glass and like looks in and it's like this, she's like, Oh, I like she created life. It's like sort of like tribal like people, like, you know, and, and then she comes back like an hour later and they've like developed, like they're super fast. Yeah. Developing because micro. So like they, and then they like, but it becomes like the devil and she's God and all this stuff. And they get like super futuristic. They start like flying outside of the tooth and stuff and they shrink them down and stuff. It's an awesome episode. I love those Halloween ones. It's only like 10 minutes, but it's like, yeah,
0: totally, totally. Yeah. There's like a, there's that show like love, death and robots or whatever on Netflix, those animated shorts. Have you seen those? I
1: haven't seen those. Yeah.
0: They have one like that too, where it's like, I think it's Topher Grace is in it. That actor from the 70s show and uh and i forget the uh, the girl i forget the girl is recognizable too but they have like a civilization that starts in like their freezer like that and it's like a little tribe and then every time they open it look in the freezer it's like growing and then they're like shooting like nuclear missiles out and there's like an explosion and they're like it starts oh, over it's like super crazy that sounds yeah. like they straight up ripped it from <laughs> they probably <laughs> did they probably did
1: <laughs> yeah so good yeah, still. but it's easy in those um like Vietnam too, and like it's I guess same for America a little bit because like Australia is so like in terms of um yeah like white like colonization um it's like pretty young like there's not like super old buildings yeah. and stuff yeah. um yeah um, so to see like yeah like temples and shit that are like a thousand or thousands of years old is just sort of mind blowing. So
0: cool, yeah, so fucking rad, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'd love to visit both those places. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, That's awesome. So, um, do you know, uh, have you ever heard of this place, Westall? No, I haven't. That's in Melbourne? What is it called? Westall. Westall, no, I didn't know that. So, in 1966 okay okay this is, good. This is <laughs> yeah. like i'm on a real deep dive of uh ufo and alien stuff right now uh, yeah. no. and there's an incredibly juicy case in westall wow. fucking melbourne australia in 1966 april 6th a high wow. school in the middle of the day a fucking one to three ufos fly in there and oh, seen man. by 200 students the faculty and it was there for like 20 minutes it flew over the school and hovered there and all the kids are flipping out and then it kind of crosses a field and lands behind a uh, tree and then some fucking jet fighters fly right after it and then it picks up and takes off and fucking leaves in with the with the some kind of military in pursuit and then fucking Right afterwards, oh. right afterwards, these trucks come and the military's right there, like they've been chasing it. And they come <laughs> in and they tell, you know, they sit the administrators of the school down and they're like, "This didn't happen. You didn't see anything." Like blah blah. And a bunch of people in the town saw it, and uh, a bunch of people also, you know, talk about encountering like the roadblock by the military and stuff. So it's a real great UFO encounter because so many different people saw it. And actually there's a really good, yeah there's a really good documentary I just watched about it it's called um phenom westall sixty six and I'll put the link to it um in the notes for this podcast so people can check it out but this dude yeah. this dude uh goes and like and and, and like investigates it and um and interviews the people they're like grown ups now and shit and he interviews a lot of the people and tells the story of it and it was like in the paper and everything um <laughs> and of course it's like officially denied and stuff but uh but uh, but there's so many people that witnessed it and um it's oh, really man. neat because all the all the when the people are describing what they were seeing um it's all animated in this really cool charcoal animation style so it's like it's actually it's really neat dude i was like shocked because it's kind of like it's kind of just like a funky little like kind of just like regular documentary someone made but then there's this really rad animated sequences in it and the story is just mind-blowing so i was curious to see if like (laughs) if you knew that like if people talk about
1: this or like no we're not allowed to talk about that in Australia
0: You're like this, nah, I I've well, gotta that, go. Uh so I we gotta leave right now. I
1: yeah, guess delete this Matt. Nah. Uh, Westo? Well wow, I've never even heard of that. Is it like in
0: near Melbourne? I don't know. It says uh I mean it's you could look it up. Um it just says uh, Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Whoa. Oh that's yeah, cool. maybe it's been like deleted off the map, like no one knows about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's incredible, dude. There's like a you can pull up a Wikipedia about it. And uh yeah, there's just there's a lot of a lot of eyewitness reports and people other people saw like another UFO like parked oh, wow. on a street in town. And you know, I mean, who knows that doesn't necessarily mean it, that it was extraterrestrial. But but they were yes. discs. They were glowing discs. They were flying saucers. Like straight Holy up shit. flying saucers. And uh yeah, like some people just saw one and some people saw like maybe up to three of them. Um but uh, very, very juicy UFO <laughs> that is spooky. Actually, I've
1: just Googled it where it is. Holy shit, this is like super close to where I grew up. Dude, Why do you I not gotta know check about it life? out.
0: You have to ask people about this, right? Like this is the weird thing. Like I've been on this super deep dive of aliens lately. <laughs> And, like, I'm, like, oh, you know, like, there probably isn't that many, like, like you know, there's probably, like, a couple good encounters or whatever or, like, you know, stories. But, yeah. th- dude, there's so much, like, things like this. There's so many events and so much incontrovertible evidence uh, like this yeah. out there. And it's just, like, people just somehow forget about it. That's part of the whole UFO phenomenon is, like, yeah. this cultural amnesia That we have, I mean, partially probably just because of how the media treats it and that the governments generally have like there is no such thing as a UFO policy. So they're like, it can't be a UFO because UFOs don't exist. That's basically what the American government says about it and has said about it up till recently. But like, I mean, I'm listening to this book now that was written by, you know, the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the fifties, there was project blue book, um, which was the official like, uh, 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 United States Air Force investigation into UFOs, like our our, uh, government checking into it. And the guy who ran that, he wrote a book about it once it was declassified, talking all about all these unexplained things that they encountered. And a lot of them can be explained away, but a lot of them can't. And there's a lot of them that are like, just like this, where you're like, wow, like what, that was either like, you know, some super advanced technology that's super secret and like terrestrial from like another country or something. But like, I mean, still there's nobody that has flying saucers yet. So it's like weird to think that they could have been flying yeah. around for like, you know, since like the fifties and the forties and, you know, even like, I mean, there's even, you know, in the Bible and like, there's all through human history, there's sightings of fucking ships coming from outer space and all that shit. So but man, yeah. there's some there is some like this. Like for anybody that anybody that's curious, check out the Westall UFO thing and watch this documentary. Whoa. It's like mind blowing, dude. Like you're like, wow, like all these fucking people saw it. And then people are just like they get scared. You know, the government comes in and they're like, Oh, you you know, we're gonna fuck you. Like you know you like you're going to lose your job <laughs> you're going to like lose your job and like you know we're going to say you're crazy if you like say that this happened and i could see how people could get intimidated out of it cuz they could probably be like we're going to fuck you on your taxes and like everything you know like they probably can yeah. like can like threaten people pretty good and that's probably a lot of how a lot of people don't want to talk about this stuff or maybe even just for yeah, ridic- sure. for like ridicule or whatever but man It's mind blowing, dude. And this was a really juicy one, so I was really curious. It's even more astonishing that it happened near you, and you like, you know, it's not something that's really on your (laughs) radar. Like now, now I think you need to go get some, try to investigate this, dude. Man, maybe I'll go there.
1: If you never hear from me again, I went
0: there, and (laughs) it's true. You should check it out. I bet when you watch it, you'll be like, I want to drive over there and see because it's like, oh man, it's fucking nuts. Because yeah, I just found out. Actually, it's weird.
1: Like I'm looking on the map, and I know. I've heard of, like, every single place around it. I've oh never heard of
0: it That's all. so juicy, dude. You should ask, like, your parents and, like, ask see if anybody remembers it.
1: Yeah. They'll be like, I know exactly what my parents would say.
0: They'll be like, yeah, nah, that's fucking nuts. Don't talk to Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. Cause I guess the headmaster of the school was like super not into stuff like that. And he's like, this is ridiculous. It's not a UFO. Like, nobody is going to yeah. talk about this. Like, well, you're going to all lose your jobs. Like, it's so, it's so crazy, man. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah. Like, I could never imagine. <laughs> but, and that there's something so crazy too about like, a uh, whole like 200 high schoolers seeing a ufo like and they're all just say they were just <laughs> yeah. going like bananas like they were all like running out of the classroom and like going into the yard and like flipping out and looking at this <laughs> thing like i couldn't even imagine dude
1: yeah it's extra cool that it was like yeah a uh, high school in the middle of like... the
0: fucking day at 11 a.m for 20 minutes it says more than 200 students and teachers witnessed this unexplained flying object holy shit all right i'm pumped to check this out Unbelievable. After this. <laughs> now are do you are there any like uh have you heard any kind of like spooky stories from your area any any kind of thing like that any like legends or you know urban legends or any kind of thing like no. that from your area no i haven't
1: i think like um it's pretty like yeah just when you were talking
0: then i was like yeah like aussies
1: at least people who aren't with are with a pretty like like just like you said would just be like nah this like this is all bullshit so i can totally imagine that people would just be convinced that it didn't happen really yeah. quickly well, it seems that um, seems
0: to be like what happens in every case somehow which is really weird yeah it's funny actually it makes me think of just when
1: you're talking when i was at ghost camp and like um squash took me on like it took a few of us on a squash walk which yeah, i think world, he probably does world like a famous yeah. squash walk dude <laughs> yeah and i remember like a moment during the walk that I was like, wait, in my head, I'm like, because it was pretty early on. I don't think I like knew everyone super well yet. I was like, wait, does this, does this guy like fully, does he fully believe in this? Or is he like, I'm not sure. And then I was like, I had a moment where I was just like, wait, it's way funner if I just invest in the possibility that it could be, it could be true. And I was like, all right, I'm into this. And then all of us were just like, yeah, it could, it could be true. Like, why, why not? Like, (laughs) was like, oh, this is way... (laughs) This is way funner than before because I was like skeptical as Totally being, like from, from Australia and I was like wait this is cool and then all of us are just like oh my god check out this broken branch like this could totally be you know like a scotch or whatever and I was like, oh. it was ended up being real real fun just by investing and being like I don't care like this is this could be true
0: yeah definitely yeah that's a very spooky tradition. Squatch the yeah. original, the original Camp Champ, the inventor of Camp Champ, Squatch Matrix, takes everybody yeah. out. He likes to take people out on that juicy, spooky squatch walk, go looking for Sasquatch <laughs> in the dark, in the dead of night. Made yeah. like a big deal
1: of it. Like he's like during the day he's like came up to me like a couple of times, so, like it's a big secret. Like you know, in order to take like a couple of people, he's like whispering to me, he's like, Okay, okay we're gonna do this. Yeah. <laughs> serious. Like, Very yeah, serious great.
0: business. Yeah, that's right. Good fun. That's awesome. Yeah, there's people that do like real squatch, squ- you know, squatch searching and stuff around these areas. So it's, uh, it's, it's a guy it's, when it's, it's in, in the culture here
1: yeah you had like an expert come one year didn't you like yeah boy. yeah,
0: we have a guy that writes books on it come uh, Christopher <laughs> Christopher Noel I think his name is he's a local guy that yeah you, he like leads expeditions like people pay to go on like yeah. Squatch expeditions with him shout out Christopher Noel and uh, he writes yeah. books on it he has a theory that uh, Sasquatch are autistic he's like deep in the game dude <laughs> he is deep oh, in wow. the game yeah Sasquatch <laughs> is, on the, is on the spectrum bro <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Interdimensional nice. freaking beings, dude, flipping in and out of this reality. Yes, I like it. That's awesome. Now, do you go on any uh fun hikes uh in the Australian bush? Have you been out there and, you know, getting out in the yeah. getting out in the wilds there? Yeah, yeah, we uh,
1: doing that over there because yeah we do that heaps heaps here um like uh yeah get out a lot we went to two i think like two years ago we drove like all the way up the middle of australia which mm-hmm. is like pretty super cool like gets pretty deserty out there but we, we didn't go all the way we just went like halfway to this place called alice springs which is like dead center of australia they call it like landlocked island like it's like uh pretty cool but like the hikes out there are fucking crazy like um uh, out in it's called like McDonald's ranges, so it's like this crazy, like hot and just like what maybe maybe you'd imagine if you thought of Australia if you hadn't been here, like from another country. Like it's just like red ground and like gum trees and like full like outback out there, which is which is super good. But then it's it's same as America, like it changes so much depending where you are. Like yeah. Queensland, super tropical. Mm-hmm. Like where we are, it's a bit like drier, but it's like got a particular like yeah beauty to it and yeah. It's sort of normalised, but you know, just you see like kangaroos bouncing through and like wallabies and all that. Like if you go a bit more north, you see like emus running around in the jungle and stuff. It's super super cool. So it was good to do it in the states. I love hiking in other countries as well, just seeing how different it is, and, and then some things are similar. So yeah. Yeah. Now what love,
0: do you have love, to, love to watch out? What do you have to watch out for on those hikes? Like what might be coming to get into your food or you know what into your campsite and shit when you're camping out there.
1: Um, Snakes is, like, easily the main one. So, like, my deepest fear is, like, when we're hiking, like, in the – because I think the top ten, like, deadliest in the world are all from Australia. Mm-hmm. Snakes, I think that's the stat. So, like, um there's ones that, like, yeah, if you get bitten, you're, like, pretty pretty fucked, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, I think the, my worst fear is, like, when we're, it's just me and my wife, Benny, like, hiking and it's, like, 10Ks either way or more, like, mm-hmm. to walk out of there and you sort of have to – it's, like, what do you do? Do you have to, like – if one of us gets bitten and stuff, so that's definitely the main thing to look out for. But then, like, in terms of predators, we don't have, we don't really have heaps of like crazy, like, like predators. Like you guys have bears and stuff that will like that, like that scared the shit out of me when we were over there. There could actually be like bears around. But for you guys, I guess that's kind of normalized, right? Yeah, it's normal, the,
0: and you never see them. It is funny though. It is funny yeah. to think about. Like it's it's kind of freaky to think about. But then like you know, yeah, you don't really. Yeah, like i've seen them i see the signs of them all the time but you actually only lay eyes on them very very rarely and they're like wicked skittish like they're like they're like taking off if they even fucking hear you coming you know yeah for sure it's probably the same
1: like i think snakes is a little bit like that if you really think about it it's like it's terrifying but like you don't doesn't stop you like going out there you're not like thinking about it the whole time unless you like see one but yeah, the same. They like they like skid off and right. Away I guess snakes skid.
0: is a little spooky because you could just like step on one by accident. You could kind yeah. of stumble yeah. into them a little easier. Yeah, people wear like the um like the gaiters things. The people wear those over there? It's yeah,
1: like that makes um, sense. It's like the yeah, a big long thing, which is uh, I'm pretty sure like Benny's my wife's brother is like a ecologist, so he's always out like in the in the bush, and he's been he's been like bitten by a target snake on his gaiters. Oh shit. before wow. and he's like well okay they just uh they pay for themselves and they totally work. so and that's i should probably one. get some of this yeah yeah target snakes but i think there's like most of them you wouldn't want to get better. i think like brown snakes is maybe the the worst yeah i don't know but there's yeah there's some pretty pretty crazy snakes out there that's probably the worst it's the worst thing like kangaroos and everything are all just super chilled and um but they are, you still have to, like, any animal, you have to have a bit of respect. Like, kangaroos could still fuck you up.
0: Yeah, I feel it. like there's a lot of kangaroo videos of, like, weird kangaroos <laughs> doing weird stuff and super jacked kangaroos. Have you ever seen the ones of the wicked jacked uh, yeah. kangaroos? That's crazy.
1: Yeah, you'll be, like, because normally they're, like, eating on the ground and there'll be, like, like a group of them is called a mob. So there'll be, like, a mob to the right or whatever and, like, heaps of them. They hang out in big crews and... And then, like they'll mostly bounce off, but the big, like the big one, will like stand up. Like, yeah, they really they stand up on that flex in between everyone. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, yeah, I will keep, I'll keep walking because that's fucking scary.
0: Now that they get aggressive, will they like fucking come and check you out? They're
1: pretty like they mostly, especially if you're like hiking somewhere where people don't go like all the time. They'll just bounce away most of the time. Like Mm -hmm. if you come, if you come down, but. Sometimes in, like, places that are touristy, they, like, come into campsites and people feed them and stuff. They're pretty usually pretty chilled out. But if sometimes they'll be aggressive. Do you see that video, like, last year of the guy punching the kangaroo? The yeah, face? yeah, yeah, totally. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really happen, but it was, like, it was like quintessential. No one punches kangaroos in the face, but it was still
0: pretty fun. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's wild, man. That That's crazy. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, yeah. you know, like, even just, like, you know, if you come across a flock of turkeys in the woods, sometimes the turkeys will get crazy aggressive and fly at your face. And, you know, like geese, yeah. geese, or, you know, sometimes the things you wouldn't even think would be that sketchy are the things that are like coming at you. You know, like geese yes. are super aggressive, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We have like magpies are like that. Yeah. It's like a swooping season where they were like, people going to work will just get like swooped by um, a mob of magpies and like draw blood and shit they're pretty really they're pretty are they cool. all grabbing on your hair and shit they just like they and they have a particular sound that's like i haven't been swooped too many times but i remember once and that you can hear them coming behind you like this this swooping sound <laughs> wow just, that's like,
0: insane they swoop down and what do they do they just slam into your head
1: yeah i think they like
0: um I guess it's, with, yeah, they've
1: got pretty like strong claws and beaks. I don't know what they actually do, but yeah, people, people like ride, particularly like if you ride your bike to work, like people will get swooped. Damn, um, but, dude. Like, yeah, people wear like those stupid, like, I don't know if have, anyone does this overseas, but people wear like cable ties, like pointing upwards off their helmet because it's supposed to like, I don't know deter them from sort wow, of like these spots. Wow, that is hilarious! Oh, yeah.
0: yeah, it's like when yeah. people have like spikes on their like on their like balcony, so birds don't land on it or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that, but on their helmets, so it always looks like a bit ridiculous,
1: but it's it's kind of necessary. To
0: Damn! So wait, yeah. when you hear it coming, can you spin around and like smack a fucking magpie out of the air, or like well, wow, like you? Yeah, hear well, it, you I, hear it the last second.
1: Yeah, well, I usually. It hasn't happened to me that many times, but even just when they're flying they make the sound, so it's like freaks you out a bit. I usually just like chunk and get low so they, they miss you or something. But yeah, if if it happens like in the bush, I'll like grab a big slack stick or log or something. But I've never, I've never smacked one out of the air. But yeah, it sort of deters them a little bit. But it's like during September, it's like magpie season. Everyone knows it. Wow, yeah. that is crazy.
0: Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, it's like a swoop. Yeah, it's like a swooping sound because that's like when the the crows and stuff when they fly around here, they're like a. Whoosh, whoosh. You can hear them swoop yeah. it. You can hear them doing it around, but they don't come at you. Yeah, same, same sort of, pretty much same, but similar bird. Wow. Yeah, magpie. Mar- yeah. yeah, damn dude, don't get <laughs> swooped. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wow, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, let's see. So, um, when you think back about your time at Ghost scout training camp uh is there anything Mm -hmm. that you know what do you what do you see is there anything that you that sticks out vividly that is a cherished memory of yours or anything like that man
1: so so many things i've been thinking about it because we're going to do the the
0: podcast but cool thing
1: about ghost camp for me it's been like a, a i think it's been a bit of a like slow burn in terms of how much it like like helped me along my way i think in like lots of different ways and I keep, like, I keep, like, yeah, feeding off it to this day, which is really cool, like, thinking um, thinking back. There's, like, lots of different things. But I don't know. I think just having the time, I think lots of people say this about Ghost Camp, but just having, the, the like, a full month and just time, like, completely, I changed my perspective on time and what you can do in a day. Yeah. And, like, that sort of thing. But, yeah, just, I mean, I love camping and stuff. So just to think back into that, we're out there for a month, and just chilling. And just I was even just thinking the other day about like the tent setups. And I was like, oh yeah, like you know, like Seth was over there, Alex is there, and Stephanie was up in that spot. And just like thinking about that, it's just it's just a cool thing to think back on that I did that for like four weeks. Yeah, out in the, in such a beautiful spot. And and that it was like I still think back and that it was fucking crazy. Like that I I did it <laughs> because yeah. I think back I think back then you are a lot more like uh sick like secretive. Like you didn't. Everyone didn't want to give away too much about what it, it was like. Yeah, there was a lot less um,
0: information we, out about
1: it. Yeah, so it was sort of like a bit like fuck, like it, it was like you know it was scary to like obviously so far away, and um, like and I pretty much didn't really know what it was going to be until we got there. So it's like a long journey to like not really know what was going to go on. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I was still like. Um, I still use it like we say I can't like I still use that and be like oh I did that so I can do this thing today right
0: yeah what do you yeah. that that's such a funny idea that yeah you really because yeah now people can get a much better through the podcast and there's been a lot of kind of yeah. videos and you know d- different things and people certainly I don't think can I think it's always I, I don't think anybody that hasn't been through camp can really like know exactly what it is and yeah. what it's about but i think yeah, you, the, you know learn. you can get a more of a ballpark of what you're in for uh by by absorbing yeah. all of the information out there like people do now especially hearing all the scouts talk about it and stuff but that's so fascinating yeah. that yeah there was a time where you know and, and that's incredible to think that all you know you came all the way from australia being like Okay, yeah. I think this sounds like yeah, you know, obviously it was intriguing enough for you to do it and sign up and yeah. like but yeah, I mean to think like wow, I don't really know what this is gonna be, like <laughs> Yeah. It was um yeah, it was crazy for sure. I feel I felt a little bit for like my
1: my family. I remember my mom calling me like the night before. Oh, I felt sorry for her, but she was just like what just its like what is this thing you're doing? Like I'm—I'm I'm a bit like I think she went on the website. And, you oh, that's never good. I mean, the pa- parents, yeah.
0: parents going on my website is never a good thing. <laughs> do you remember the video you had like to promote
1: um, Ghost Camp back then? Like it was pretty—it's pretty nuts. Like uh, especially going from it? Australia. I think it was like I can't remember exactly, but it was like I don't think you ever showed your face. You yeah, know, which I, and and um, I think
0: you were like. I don't know, it probably had like guns involved or something. Was it the one with the paddle boat and stuff? Be like, you can be like with this paddle boat or whatever. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah, yeah. When I'm like flipping through the Adventure Time drawings at the beginning and I'm like running around with a machete and a ski mask or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the one, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, so so it's pretty, like I was the same. I was still like, because especially like in Australia, there's like a, Especially, like, maybe my parents' generation, there's, like, an anti, like, American thing. Mm. Like, it's all like, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, like, Yankee, like, Yan- Yankee stuff. Oh, shit. So, everyone was like, what? Where are you, like, America's, like, fucking crazy place. And, like, and then, yeah. like, yeah, it's all, like, obviously the joke on, like, your website was that it's, like, a cult. Yeah. <laughs> so, people yeah. Are, like, pull on, like, whoa, is this, like, are you joining a cult? And <laughs> <laughs> And I was sort of like, uh, maybe. maybe, I don't know. I don't don't really know what it is. Yeah, but it's a good cult. This is a good cult. Look, it's good. That's right. I think that was the thing again. You're
0: like, it it is a cult, but you get to go home. (laughs) Oh, man. That's so funny. Um, So, yeah. And and then uh, I was going to ask, is there any. Do you have any particularly spooky stories? Do you have any, uh, you know, from, I mean, not necessarily from camp, but just any time, do you have any particularly spooky stories that you want to leave us with on this podcast?
1: Um, Let me think. Um, I can't remember from camp. Like, I guess camp was, like, particularly just spooky in general, but (laughs) because it was, like, encouraged. But, um, oh, there's this one place, I guess, spooky, but, like, yeah, definitely, like, there's a place called Den of Nargan in Victoria, which is like one of my favorite places in the world. It's like a, um, it's like out in the bush and like you get there and just before you get in, there's like this sign about like respecting the space and how it's like a spiritual spot for like in, indigenous people and stuff. And we walked in there and there was no one else around. And it's like this big like cave and it's supposed to be, Oh, I think it's, I think it's called the Nargan it's like this, um, creature that like lives in the in the cave holy shit uh, uh, but then like side note which i didn't expect i just got down there and we will just in there for ages it's like a waterfall and there's no one else it's like this big pool and like this rock faces around and super quiet i think because like they had the little sign to say like this is special place but i remember to sit in there and like um for whatever reason i was like i feel like i can um like it's like a passage to like the afterlife and I was like I don't know why I just but I just like felt like it it was for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and I was like oh so I was like in my head I was like talking to like family members who have like passed away and stuff like in my head and I was like oh it was it was super cool and in a weird way it just seemed right at the moment whether it was just I don't know that it was just like a nice spot and I could do that or or not, but I'm still like, well, it's, there's something about that spot. and makes it like my favorite. Yes. There's something special there for sure.
0: Wow. Now do you feel like you actually were making some fucking ethereal, supernatural fucking mental connections there?
1: Um, um, I don't know. Like I'm, I think I'm pretty good at like making anything up in my head. So I can't be sure. (laughs) but Like, I I don't know. I, it felt like it to me. It felt like something. Like
0: uh, I feel like that has but, to be part of it, though, right? You have to kind of reach out with your imagination, and then that's where it engages, absolutely. right? Like it, it yeah. has to be. You have to be the willing participant.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You can't. Um, it's like you said with the UFOs and stuff. Like people are just so ready to say no. It's it's not true. Like this, without even thinking about it or or giving it any any like sort of looking inward to believe something. Yeah. So they're already like you know ready to say no, but if you're the opposite, like you can I don't know you can
0: believe what, whatever you fucking want. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a cool spot. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Lots of caves. I love it, dude. I love fucking yeah, caves. It's all okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, all about <laughs> caves. I love bats. Bats are like my favorite animal too. Really? In that one in Philippines, there was like bats all along the roof, like just hanging. It's fucking cool. It's super wow. Cool.
0: Yeah, when I was, yeah. I went to Costa Rica when I was a teenager and uh, on this like school trip, this like weird school trip, and um, we went out one night with these people that were like uh, studying bats, and they were like catching them in nets and like keeping them in bags wow. and taking them out and showing them to us, and like it was really cool. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah. there's
1: a spot down near us where like all the fruit bats because we have, like, the flying fox, like, fruit bats in Australia. Mm-hmm. There's a spot, like, you can ride your bike, like, not too far. This place where they, like, um, all the – these fruit well, – a big, like, colony of these fruit bats live, like, during the day. And then they um, – like, a certain time at night, they fly out to, like, all across the state of Victoria, like, every different direction and get fruit and then, like, come back. So you go, like, at sundown and they just, like, they're just, like – they're just fucking bats flying everywhere. It's super cool. And there's, like, a – um my brother-in-law Jazzy got us onto, like, there's this um, group he goes there and, like, counts them, like, does, like, studies on them once a month to see, like, how many, because in summer there's, like, 40,000 of them. Wow. And in, um, in winter it gets down to, like, I went one time in, like, winter and it was, like, 5,000 or something because they migrate, like, to warmer climates and come back. It's just, it's fucking real cool. And even from our backyard, if we're, like, chilling outside at night, you'll see, like, bats just flying in every direction. Do you it's have real, a shit ton sweat. of
0: bugs in Australia? Are there a shit ton of bugs there?
1: Um, less. I was reading a thing the other day how there's like crazy less than there used to be. Mm. Like, I think I think that's a whole world thing, though. But um, it I definitely so seems less.
0: I saw a thing about yeah. that where like people go and record the sounds and then like they compare yeah. them from, from past years. And they're like, you can hear the difference in like the, the animal yeah. noises and the insects and birds and
1: yeah i think even just the like a windscreen thing i don't know if that's over there but if you went on a big drive in australia when i was like a kid you'd get there and there'd be like heaps of dead bugs on right. your windscreen but now right. like there's not like like doesn't happen anymore yeah so, i've heard yeah. people
0: say that before that's a funny that's an interesting thing
1: yeah like someone told me the other day that they went camping on the beach down here and they went out to the beach and there, there was like thousands of or like maybe more like fucking millions of bees like on the beach dead bees what like just everywhere and i was just like uh what the hell and they looked it up and apparently it's like been happening like across like in like new zealand and it's just like yeah it's crazy i don't know yeah, where yeah the fuck i they think came yeah apart.
0: hive collapse is like a thing there's like yeah they think there is a lot of, pro- a lot of bees or bees have a lot of trouble i think yeah 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 it's crazy it's not great it's not great <laughs> it's not the best not the best thing i've ever heard about <laughs> no, what, a way to, what a way to wrap this up yeah. to, to depressing up some dead fucking bees so uh <laughs> yeah is there anything else you wanted to uh get on the pod any any thoughts you had any uh any any shout outs any uh any whatever um
1: no it's just, it's cool to fucking uh, yeah uh, talk to you again like uh it's been yeah we were saying earlier like i don't think we've spoken like really like in person since camp. So my it'd be government. cool to like, yeah. Ages. I, I'll, yeah. I want to reconnect with like some people from camp because it's definitely, yeah, it definitely keeps feeding my, like the, what I do and like just, I still like, it still comes up every now and then if I like meet some new person or whatever and people are just like, what the fuck? It's definitely my number one, like story to go to if, if I want to like impress someone. That's awesome. And then it, it's an easy one because I'll be like, Oh, like, yeah, mention Adventure Time, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Adventure yeah, Time. that's, yeah, know, that's so weird. funny. That's so funny, yeah. man. I love that. But I didn't even get there from Adventure Time. Like I, I got it through the Doom, the Doom cover. I didn't, I didn't know Adventure Time when I went. Yeah, yeah, um, that's yeah, awesome. I, yeah, I had
0: the vinyl, and I was like, saw saw your name on it. That's how I got to Ghost Camp that's so cool man i love that it's incredible to think that you know i could do an album cover and it makes it yeah. to this fucking remote island across the fucking world and <laughs> yeah. then fucking people come and we fucking hang out and collaborate yeah. and create and fucking mind meld and become friends it's like uh, it's the that's greatest that's it. man that's the power of creativity the power of inspiration the greatest superpowers of human beings absolutely i totally agree and you
1: you whipped out the doom original drawings when i was there yeah oh yeah dude it's all about
0: those originals (laughs) yeah that's right so good that's awesome man. That's awesome. Well, I always love seeing the work you're posting up. You're always busy. You have such a, you know, an individual style. It it really fits your personality. You know, I love that. I love when you look at someone's work and it feels and looks like them. You know, that's something that I oh, always, so, so. you know, love and uh I think you really you really embody that and I know people will go check out your shit. And uh, yeah, that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is just there's so many people, so many cool people that are in my life that i don't get to talk with enough so that's exactly what this podcast is about you know just getting and and connecting and then also just you know sharing it with the with all the listeners out there and getting people hyped up and inspired with all the cool possibilities and alien stories and cave exploration and all shit you know yeah even just to give it yeah give it a little bit of like time to just be
1: like okay we're going to talk about whatever and talk about art system it's maybe don't give that time as much so yeah yeah, it's yeah super super good to do thanks man
0: tight and and now now we have you on the on the on the fucking mission here i want to i want to hear yeah. back about westall dude i want to get a report back of <laughs> yes. you know has this been has is that has this been erased from the from the community <laughs> uh you know consciousness here Do people yeah. it's not that long ago i mean there must be you know uh you know some people that remember it so we'll have to check back yeah. with you and get a report on the westall ufo incident and definitely go watch that video because i think it'll blow your mind it's on youtube yeah, i think go. it's on youtube for free so okay i'll go check it out I'll go. i'll, I'll drive down there it'll probably just be like a crater like <laughs> just i think, think there was a burn day. i think there was like a mark in the grass and everything it's like a pretty juicy fucking oh, wow. it's a pretty fucking juicy story all right sounds good i mean i'll report back yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely cool well uh where can people find you um
1: uh what's the best one Instagram's the best So just lunatunes L O N A T O. um yeah that's probably the best spot go there check that out
0: wait i think it just cut out when you yeah. were saying that for a sec
1: oh, okay so it's yeah instagram so lunatunes mm-hmm. uh l-o-o-n-a-t-o-o-n-s
0: nice um, that's the best part. yeah tight Sweet. and i will put the link in the notes as well i always put the put the link for the yes. for the guests cool man Sweet. well it's been awesome catching up and uh we'll click this off and then uh say goodbye on the other side so you can say goodbye to the Sweet. listeners awesome thanks man see you yeah. later see ya. you <laughs> there you go a little bit of flavor from the australian camp champion let's give it up for my man liam big shout outs to liam for coming on love to catch up with the with the with the homies all around the world like i said i'm gonna be reaching out to those international ghost scouts in particular here so we can get the reports from around the globe you know and also fucking spread that knowledge of alien encounters around the globe you know that was so juicy Make sure everybody go ahead and check out that documentary of uh, Phenom Westall 66. That's a really compelling story and really hard to think about how that could be anything other than, you know, some kind of extraterrestrial technology, advanced technology, motherfuckers. It's out there. Um, you know, another really juicy, compelling uh alien encounter story is the you know was made into a movie called Fire in the Sky um which is one that we've watched at Ghost Scout Training Camp before um not the greatest movie in the world has some interesting parts but uh there's actually a new documentary out about that I think it's just called Travis mm, and uh Travis Walton is the guy who got abducted but that's an extremely compelling story I mean his five friends witnessed him get abducted Dude was gone for like a fucking week. Everybody out there looking for him. Cops think his friends murdered him. You know, they all pass lie detector tests. He fucking shows up naked at a phone booth a week later with this story, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't need any hypnosis or anything like that. Those aliens didn't try to wipe his brain, they just dropped his ass off and were like, See ya. <laughs> and, and, uh, and he's, you know, just been kind of a UFO activist ever since. And, and when you, when you see him, he kind of seems like a little bit of a broken man, too. I think, you know, just like he says, in the documentary you know he he would he would take the experience back if he could he would he would unhave it because he feels like it really derailed his life so again a lot of these people um it doesn't necessarily turn into a good thing for them you know you can kind of tell some of the people like if you look at the gaim network or whatever <laughs> the one with uh david wilcock and whatnot um their content is amazing i love listening to it for the fantasy as- aspect of it and who knows they might be mixing it you know there might be some truth in some of the some of the stories that they're spinning but the people that go out and brag and kind of like you know uh uh, uh blow themselves up you know like them hanging out with aliens is like they're special they've been selected you know they're they're traveling interplanetary you know all this all this stuff to kind of make them seem like they're super special and super cool those ones i'm more skeptical of these ones where you know it's kind of something that's just happened to somebody and it you know they 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 didn't even really want it to happen they don't particularly want to share about it but it's such a big thing in their life that they kind of are compelled to or through circumstance like this i mean he had no choice but to explain what happened because there was criminal investigations going on um you know but uh it's just such a compelling story so the more you look into it the more there are irrefutable ufo sightings that cannot be explained and then there are also just some of these alien encounters are so Compelling when you put the two together it is it is I think extremely hard to go out and say that aliens do not exist. I think it 's much more uh, of a of a rational conclusion to say they exist. There are different kind of aliens that are visiting this planet. I mean, who knows they could be just like from the fucking center of the earth too. It could be like a hollow earth situation in which case I guess they 're not really aliens, you know maybe they 're coming from you know another fucking dimension another time on this planet one of my favorite things to think about with aliens is like is it just adva- is it just people in the future coming and visiting us you know some kind of advanced you know uh, you know civilization in our future coming to visit us or maybe even advanced civilization from our past coming to visit us you know what i'm saying time travelers is just as compelling as extraterrestrials as well but there are so much juiciness out there. I am just, like, fucking in the juicy beef stew hot tub of fucking UFO alien shit right now. And I'm fucking loving it. Um, Could not be more pleased about it. So uh, let's get to some sh sh sh, sh- shout outs. Joe Como's favorite segment on this podcast. <laughs> Joe Como, the homie, shout out. He said... My favorite part is when you say it's time for shout-outs because your whole podcast is basically just shout-outs. Which is very true, and I love that. We love our shout-outs on the Ghost Shrimp Friends podcast. And it's all about the fucking friends and the shout-outs. shout-out! So, 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 you know what I'm saying? And the people who support this podcast. It's all about shouting them out, too. So if you love this podcast, go over to patreon.com slash ghost shrimp to um, get early access to the pod. You get it two days early. Um, I also sometimes post up my work early, like I posted the full set of those alien drawings up on uh, the Patreon before they all went up on Instagram, so you get a little sneak peek of stuff sometimes on there, and... uh, So if you donate at that $1 level, we're talking about that dripping green breakfast smoothie level, getting those nutrients. Big shout out to the group of those $1 supporters, every dollar counts. And at that $2 level, you get that fucking beef stew shout out. So we're kicking it off with olive fur big shout out get yourself a bowl of beef stew Ooh, and you know it's vegan and non-vegan options and a vegan bowl is going to my girl computer person aka lermy go scouts in the fucking ha ha house another big bowl of beefy uh- <laughs> <laughs> Another big bowl of beef stew going out to Lou Funke. Another bowl going to Craig Bowers. We got the workshoppers up in here. Another big bowl of beef stew shouting out to Sam Big we got a bowl of beef stew out to the workshop alumni, show, Durkin. Oh, get another ladle up, another fat bowl for Matt Bollinger. Oh, you know they love beef stew out in Armenia, and my girl, the comics queen of Armenia, none other than workshop alumni, Shamaram, knows what I'm fucking talking about. Go scout Butterflesh, a.k.a. Seth Bird loves his beef stew. sh shush, shush! shout out. Oh, man, big shout out to my man, Gerard Jones. Get yourself some beef stew, homie. We got a bowl of beef stew going out to that workshop alumni, the Nobby Wood, a.k.a. Bobby Morgan. Big shout out going out to Chris Burke. Get that beef stew. Oh man, double helping from my man Joran Thornton, aka Michael Joran. You know those Ghost Scouts need hearty helpings of beef stew because they got ambitious plans that they're out there fucking executing. My man, Devin Newman, getting that beef stew, wading ankles deep in that beef stew. I know my man, Alejandro Fuentes, loves that fucking beef stew. Put some fucking spice in that. Spice that beef stew up. You know I'm putting all kinds of hot sauce in my beef stew. Big shout out to Workshop Alumni, another Workshop Alumni, along with Alejandro Fuentes, Jesse Pree. Oh, big shout out to my man, my neighbor, my homie, Kent Osborne. Just hanging out last night. Big shout out to Ghost Scout, Mr. Husband, aka Chris Murray. Big shout out to Ryan Sims. Big shout out to Ghost Scout. Frogadile Dundee, a.k.a. Steve Winfield Meyer. Big shout-out to Michael Brancaro. Get that bass, too. Big shout-out to stop-motion legend, living legend, Anthony Scott. Big shout out to Ghost Scout Sports Magic, aka Daniel Foothead. We've heard from Australia, now we want to hear from New Zealand. Daniel Foothead's one of these one of these shy Ghost Scouts, along with Alexi Giroux. Some of these Scouts, I try to get them on the pod. They say they're too shy. We're coming for you, motherfuckers! Big shout out to Ghost Scout Cheeky Boogie, aka Alexi Giroux. Big shout-out to fellow Adventure Time alumni, Jesse Moynihan. Big shout-out to Mark Osborne, big-time Hollywood director. Big shout-out to Bark the Dog. B A R C A K A Crab the God. Check him out on Patreon. Get on that Crab Conspiracy, y'all. Big shout out to Jesse Cucka Big shout out to my fellow Pratt alumni, Ra 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 -ra Raphael Tang Oh, that's a $3 shout-out, too. And now we're jumping up into that fucking marinated steak tip level. Um, That's at that $5 level. We got none other than a Johan Elverby. Fire up that grill. Get that fucking tip on there. Big shout out to Puerto Rico, to my girl Yvonne Santiago, straight out the workshop, killing it, posting up that dope shit. Big shout outs, big shout out with a steak tip for my man, Pablo Meiji, a.k.a. Young Wolf T. Big shout-out to Skylar Bloom with that fucking marinated steak tip. Yum, 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 yum. yum. Big shout-out to Workshop Alumni Perp... Oh, (laughs) I skipped ahead. Big shout-out to Perpetual Output. Get that fucking steak tip. Now, shout out to that workshop alumni, Kayla Dakota. Get that steak tip, girl. Big shout out to Charlie Parisi. Steak tips for you. Oh, man. Put some extra marinade and extra juicy. Fat dripping steak tip on for my girl in Norway, Maine, Erica Mouse at the Norway Brewing Company. Check them out if you're ever in town. Tell them sent you and they'll charge you double. No, they won't. Uh oh, now we're stepping up to that fucking $6.66. Satan's Marinated Tube Steak. Turn off the grill and climb onto the de-escalator straight to hell because we're grilling up Satan's Marinated Dick, vegan and non-vegan. Big shout out, Satan's Dick, going to none other than Workshop Alumni Zeta. Oh, man, we're getting that fucking vegan Satan-marinated tube steak headed out to another camp champion. You know we're talking about Beard Lips. You know we're talking about Krognak. You know we're talking about my man John Mansfield... And with that, you have it. There are the shoutouts. I think I'm getting everybody in there. This new format is a little bit, I got to investigate this a little bit. There's a different interface here. If I missed your shoutout, let me know. Um, It's a little bit confusing. I got to just take a deeper look at this. I should have done that already. Um, My apologies. Let me know and I'll give you triple, triple hard, fucking triple boner shoutout, titty boner shoutouts. Um, on the next pod, if I missed you, but that's everybody that that uh, supported episode seventy two slam dunk twenty twenty, and we're coming in hot this year with these podcasts. You know, hot with the fucking workshop, hot with the podcasts. Um, stay tuned uh, for that Kent Osborne dream episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, just gotta record the intro and outro for that. I'm gonna drop that on you um, today or tomorrow. Let the podcasts flow, y'all. Let's get fucking hyped. Let's take control in 2020. Let's fucking shut out that mainstream fucking reality, mainstream fucking media. We're going to box that shit out and we're going to grab the rebound and we're going to slam fucking dunk it on the dick holes. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of energy we're coming into 2020 with. It's time for us to redefine, to reshape, to fucking remold this paradigm. We can do a lot better. We can create a reality in this reality where everybody is hyped up to live their dream life, where everybody's pursuing their dream life, where everybody is inspiring the people around them and helping the people around them to live their dream lives, you know? If we change it up, it can happen, all right? But we've got to all get on that same fucking wavelength. Tap into that fucking hive mind. That's what. That's exactly what Penn Ward, a little man named Pendleton Ward, maybe you heard of him, inventor of Adventure Time. When we fucking sat down and I got hired on Adventure Time, he said, we got to form a hive mind. And fucking make this show on that level. And he was so right. And that's exactly what Adventure Time was. And that's what made it great. And we can do the same fucking thing. That's what we do in the Ghost Scouts. That's what we do in the fucking workshop. That's what we're creating on this podcast. You know, spread that vibe, spread that word, go out there and pursue your own goals. Chase down those goals, do not let them escape. This is a fresh year. Go after them with both fucking hands, with a big-ass net, with a big-ass baseball bat, fucking knocking bitches out. You know what I'm saying? Knocking motherfuckers on the dick hole. Knocking motherfuckers on the ball back. You know, chasing them down, not letting them escape. No dreams escape this year, you know? And as you're doing that, make sure you're inspiring other people to do the same thing. It's... It, It's cool to pursue your own goals, but it's lonely up there at the top. You got to bring the homies with you. You got to have a posse of killers around you. You don't want to be the only motivated person in your crew. You got to surround yourself with people that want to get hype. People that respond to that. You know what I'm saying? So get out there. Give it a try this week. Set some goals. Fucking make some shit happen. And I will see you on the next episode.